What's up, guys? It's Jess Weber. We are live on the website right now, so bear with us here. I'm trying to figure out everything. I haven't done this before, so we're going to try it. Um, we have a, a, a great guest today, um, a true patriot, all the way out of Utah. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this audio is just right for the audience. Hopefully it's not too low, and uh, hopefully it's not too... To uh, hi, um, anyways, we're live, so we're bear with us. We're, we're gonna figure out all this stuff. Um, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for lives, but we're doing them live. I guess we're gonna start now with uh, our next guest, our first guest of being live. So this guest, he's all the way from Utah. They, uh, it's a group called Utah Patriots. You might have heard of them on Instagram. Check them out. Check out their website, utahpatriots.com. And um, I believe the person that we're going to talk to is the owner of the Utah Patriots or the founder. Um, founder. 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 Okay. So let's uh, let's bring in let's bring him in. His name is Kish North. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jess. Appreciate you inviting me in. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, even reaching out to us, and uh, you know, you know, trying to spread out your word of what's going on with in Utah now. Yeah. Is Utah now? I know you got an event coming up, right? This Friday, we do uh, February February fifth. We uh, uh, want to go in solidarity with our fellow Canadian brothers and sisters on what they're doing, and uh, we're not willing to, you know, do the trek to D.C. Uh, many of us did that trek once, and it was a terrible outcome. So um, we're doing it on a local level because we feel, you know, as General Flynn once said, you make a difference in your local, state, and government. Uh, much easier than a federal site, right? Because most policy should come out on a state level, not a federal level, right? Right. So, you know, we're trying to make a difference in our state. Right. Well, so are you now, are you initiating truck truckers in your state? Is that like, are you telling all the- 100%, 100% we are. So you want all the truckers to go to where? Where, where are we going? To the capital of Utah? Well, where we're starting, I'm willing to disclose. Where I'm ending, I don't disclose, right? Okay. Um, so I know where we're starting. Um, I don't have the address memorized, but we're starting here in Taylorsville, Utah. Okay. And, uh, we're starting there because huge parking lot spoken to the Taylorsville police department and, uh, they're good with it. They're going to help us to egress in and out and do all those good things. So it, it's going to be a fun event, a good event. It's three, eight, six, nine West 5,400 South in Taylorsville. So we're starting there 10 AM. People get there early. And, you know, it's just not for truckers. It's for cars, automobiles, truckers. Everybody can show up. It's just not exclusive to the truckers. So Utah, Utah is a red state, isn't it? You would think, right? You would think. It's, did, it, did it go blue in the past election? Um, no, it hasn't gone blue yet. But okay. what's happening, and we'll get into that, is, is, is what's happening is the politicians that are in Salt Lake City are beyond blue at this point in time. Okay. So, so we've got a problem with that. So are they forcing the mandates? Are they forcing the vaccine? Are they forcing the mass in your state? They did until a couple of weeks ago when that got lifted. But what happens every time is uh, Mayor Mendenhall uh, supersedes the health department here. And even though they say it's off, she supersedes and goes, hey, Salt Lake County, you got to mask up anyways. So she kind of violates her position and whatnot. So every time 
a new virus comes out like a hurricane in Florida, right. these mask mandates come out and everyone's got a mask up, right? That's what they demand. Costco, all these places, you can't come in and shop here. You can't do that. Apple, same thing. You can't even walk into Apple. Even though the mask mandate's up, you can't go in there and buy anything without a mask. Really? So, so you guys, just post up there. So you feel like you had a little victory, but it's not. It's, it's it's not because every time a stinky whiff of uh, air comes by, hey, you know, there's another Wuhan virus coming out. Right. Mask up, everybody. Wow. So, and it's beyond that in Utah. We've got just we've got some serious issues in Utah. We've got critical race theory being pushed into our schools. We've got Mayor Mendenhall. Over a hundred police officers have quit in Salt Lake City because of her. Wow. So the list goes on. You can spend hours discussing what's going on here in Utah with Governor Cox. Mitt Romney, we know that name, Mitten's right. Yeah. He's here. Cox. All of these people got voted in because they use their faith, the word faith, to get into office. Because Utah is, you know, 60% LDS faith, um, they either use that to get into office or they use their dad's name to get into office, right? right. Someone who was before them. Well, that's terrible. You know, they don't they don't uh, in here. They don't vote on policies here. They vote on who they know. And it's terrible. We've got pure corruption in Utah. Our feeling pure corruption. Do you think the election any funny, any funny things going on? What hundred percent. I uh, we work with Phil Lyman. We work with uh, who's a who, who's in Congress. He's in the in the government here. Great guy. We work with. New people like Jesse Preston. Jason Preston's running for Senate. And we're very in tune with what's going on. So the uh, same Dominion vote happened in Salt Lake City County. We used it. Okay. We used it. So we're demanding. We're right now going out there. But your, but your state went for Trump, right? It did, but nowhere near what they thought it would go to. But not even that. Mm. We have other election issues on a local level, yeah, I, a problem. I figure that's what they're trying to do now. Is like, uh, there's a state in North North Carolina. There's a state, and and their governor is blue, and the state went red. Yeah, went for Trump, so it makes no sense. Go ahead. Go, so, ahead. so my my son was down here voting last time. The vote happened when Biden was voting on all the national vote. He went in with his ballot, walked into Spanish Fork, Utah. They looked at the ballot. They said, oh, you can't use that ballot. They tore it up in front of them and handed them the ballot. That's my son. My son called me and goes, what the heck's going on? There's corruption here. Cox has done a wonderful job skirting it. Yeah. And we can get into the weeds here. So Sophie Anderson, another friend, are doing a lot of uh, grammar reports, it's called. Grammar reports. That's where you demand and you're able to, the, the community can uh, pay for all the emails that are produced out of a certain area of the government, right? Yeah. It's legal. We're able to do that. Well, the AG just came out and Cox just threatened her, basically threatened, said, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're playing with fire, he said, in the news okay. addressing. So now they come out and they're going to increase the cost of grammar reports so that the regular us people can't pay for this. So it went from costing, who knows, $2 a sheet, and it's going to go up exponentially for people so that they don't have to produce it. We're finding out so much information by these grammar reports because yeah. we get copies of them and they read them. These two ladies are exposing some really crazy stuff in Utah. Really? What, yeah. what other things are they exposing? 
Well, we have one guy, uh, Mike Taylor, just uh, requested a ground report because the state is claiming that they are getting threatened threats from the outside people for specific things, right? So we said, great, through emails, we request all the emails and how you're proceeding with any legalities against people that have threatened you. We'll see if it's true, right? Mm -hmm. So now they've got to produce what they're claiming is happening. Okay. You know, uh, Steve Christiansen, he worked for the government here and he uh, was behind that we wanted a full audit of the voting system in Utah. So he was in the house up there, yeah. over 55 people up there that all in the same group. They went to vote on it. He was the only one for a full forensic audit in the state of Utah voting. And they all looked at him and said, we're beyond reproach. He, in the last 60, 90 days, has stepped down, left his job because he was threatened. So Utah, unfortunately, is corrupt. There's corruption within. And we know that every state's got some sort of corruption. Right. But we're trying our best to expose this. We're done with this. this seems- we, the people, will expose this. <laughs> yes. I mean, it seems like uh, your state is, is is infected for sure. And it looks like. Oh, yeah. And it's very possible that they could really try to swing it blue in 2024 unless you guys stop it. Right. Is it, Am I right? I mean, you guys got to stop and it. And that's what we have to do. We've got Jason, like I said, Jason Preston, a bunch of others. We, when we, a bunch of us went to DC, obviously, I think there was 46 of us. We went there. Everyone's fine. And we had a great time, but we came back and we said to ourselves, what are we going to do now? Right. Mm-hmm. Trump lost basically by what they're claiming. Wow. So we have to deal with this mystery that's in office right now. Right. And uh, we came up with stand up and take a seat. So we've got a lot of great, great patriots here in Utah that are standing up and running for the offices where people aren't doing their job. Okay. Lots of them. Yeah. So our job, yeah, Utah Patriots does a great job is, is and you said, oh, the owner, I'm not the owner. I just came up with this slogan and the idea and people come in the group, leave the group. There's no fee. It's just a patriotic group that likes to help other groups promote what they do. We work with the local police department. We do fundraisers for officers that get hurt. We do fundraisers at Christmas time. We have barbecues. We just try to keep a community and a movement going so people don't feel left out and alone. There's a lot of people that feel they're alone out there. Yeah. Right. You fly a Trump flag. You fly an American flag. You fly a, you know, uh, you know, take don't take it from me. Don't tread on me flag. Right. I've had guns pull on me going down the freeway down here because really? of my Trump flags. So Utah might be fun, but it's not. Sometimes there's some angry people around. Wow. So you got a lot of sheep in your in your state. Are you saying right? Oh man, I tell you, Is they got the sand. You know, and that's a funny conversation. Utah was, you know. Utah came a state back in the early 1800s because the Mormons were sick and tired of getting persecuted back east. Right. That's the story. Thousands came over here, right? They walked, they sacrificed their lives to come here, and they fought for freedom. Today, where are they? They're they're in hiding. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. We know what the guys are doing. I mean, (laughs) I mean. I won't go there, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. It seems like Utah isn't, it looks like you guys need help. Um, yeah. So are you guys reaching out to uh, the sheep and trying to wake them up any way possible? I mean, are you guys 
we do all kinds Are of activities and things. Yeah, we work with a lot of people. We do, I guess, between my group and the three or four other big groups. Uh, uh, Eric Mutos is a big uh, promoter out there. He does a lot of great, uh, uh, great things. He's in St. George. So there's a lot of good pods. Let's just call them pods of Patriot guys out there. And we all communicate. And we all kind of get out there. When uh, pro-life gets out there, we go support them. There was a big pro-life uh, movement uh, two weeks ago. It was huge. We had thousands of people. Um, so, yeah, we're out there promoting. I'm always talking to people, right? I'm doing podcasts like this. Um, there's a lot of things we try to do. The problem is, is it's Utah. I know it doesn't mean a lot, but it is Utah. Yeah. And people have to, people, and this is my own personal feeling in my group and a lot of people I talk to is, they got to go to church Sunday and sit on the same pew as their minister or someone else. So they want to look the part, right? right. They're afraid to get out there. And me and mine, I'm not. My pastor knows who I am. He knows what I represent. He says, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. But some people are just very afraid of the impression they give others, which is unfortunate. We need to fight, as you talk about all the time, we need to fight for our country. Yeah. If not, Stop bitching and complaining when you lose it. Yeah, really. I mean, that's <laughs> we're all fighting here. Tell you me, have to tell me, now the the people that are walking around with their masks and triple vax in your in your town. Um, why do you think they're not waking up? They, do they enjoy this? I mean, is it the brainwash that thick <laughs> in your state? Is it that bad? I mean, these people. Have you talked to anyone that was a straight up sheep and like? Yo, what you really enjoy this milk? This ten dollars a gallon now. Oh yeah. I mean, are you enjoying these gas prices? Like, is nothing is waking them up? I don't think anything's waking them. I think the answers that I get from that person are the same answers you get just in your state. Right. Follow the science. Don't you believe in the science? Are you kidding me? Stand yeah. six feet away. But I think in our states a little different. I mean, I went to church Sunday, go yeah. every Sunday with my family. I sat down. There's about two hundred and fifty people in the congregation. Eight people didn't have masks on. Eight. Four of them were my family. Why doesn't the pastor say something? Well, because... Why does he say, hey, take it off, guys. It's it's over. Because he's wearing one, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so they're all wearing... I would, I would leave. I would leave. <laughs> well, so, so my point is, I don't go to church for others. I go to church for me. Okay. That's why I go to church, right? Got it. So I go and say to myself, well, I'm going to set the example. I'm going to be there showing them... I'm not afraid that I have freedom of choice. They have the choice too. I can't criticize them, but don't criticize me. But, but I'm going to go show my face. I want to see your face. I go. I hate going to church and just seeing eyeballs. It drives me nuts. Kish, it's time for you to ask your pastor and say, hey, can I uh, give me five minutes on the stage? I, you know, you bring that up every month. It's testimony meeting. And so I could stand up on uh, the pulpit yeah. and say what I want to say. But I probably only get one shot at it. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. I mean, I mean, think about it. People are living in fear. Yeah. And what is the pathway? And that's the pathway for the devil. If you're living in fear all the time. 100%. So you should bring that up. Bring that up. I yeah. want to see a video of that when you do that. We'll post it. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll post I'll videotape that live stream. Video. Get, you, don't have, you don't have to live stream it. Get a video of you on this on this on the stage there telling people, Hey, listen, fear is this, take off your stupid mask. We're in church. God will heal us. Screw this vaccine. <laughs> Screw COVID. I would love, I to mean, how many people in the biblical days walked with lepers? Yeah. I mean, come on now. 
This is ridiculous. And we, I don't want to beat it up. You know what? People need to get the, you need to get COVID. You need to get through it. Right. You know, I, I live with a degenerative heart failure. I've got heart failure. Uh-oh. So I, I do my best to get by and figure this out. I'm, I'm not looking for a sob story, but so every day is a new day for me. And I'm just glad to be here. But I knew that if I got COVID that I'm high risk, right? Right. But if I got the shot, I'm even higher risk. So um, we got COVID last month, the whole family. Yeah. I got through it. Ivermectin took all the stuff. Zinc C, my wife's great. She took care of me. And 48 hours later, back to work. Here we go. Let's go. I'm telling you. Then now, do you have a special doctor for that? Or did you go to Frontline American doctors or do you not want to say? For my, for my, for all the uh, Ivermectin stuff. Yeah. How, how did you get all that? Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you online, but there's a group that I can go to. I pay $79 for a doctor online. Right. And I pay for that. And then they send the ivermectin to a local pharmacy. I pay for that and I get my ivermectin. Right. Done. That's what I've heard too. I'm hearing frontline doctors are charging 370 just to oh. be their doctor. And then another $500 for all these vitamins. 80 bucks. That's what I thought. I knew that it still exists. That still exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. 80 bucks. You give me your weight comes in and you take uh do you know the website? The first day, five days in a row and bam. Can, can you say the website or do you know who it is? I don't have it memorized, so I'm okay. not going to kind of flump through, but uh, okay. yeah, I don't want to inundate them too. It's like, it's kind of like a little pocket secret, but uh, I, my group knows about it. They call it and do it. You know, we can't have a community. And when someone gets sick, you know, people take over tea and, you know, it's just a nice family community. We just try to take care of each other. Right. Now, Kish, let's go back to how you started everything. I started, sure. why, why did you, uh, you know, get, why did you, I don't know, jump on this movement? Why, what woke you up? Why, why were you ever on the left? Um, tell me your beginning. Tell me what uh, started you. Yeah, great question. Um, never on the left. Um, grew up in Canada for 24 years okay. and then uh, moved to the States. So I've kind of been on both sides, dealt with socialism and uh, socialized medicine and that kind of stuff. Seen Canada turn, uh, been in the States a long time. Well, back up right there. Uh, Social medicine. Now, is it true if you say if you broke your leg, are you in a waiting line to get surgery or is that, is that? You know, I left uh, Canada back in, uh, um, late eighties. Okay. So I know back then, um, I had a spinal fusion at that point in time, I was in the military and got out and had a spinal fusion and I didn't have to wait then. Okay. Right. I know I have family now up there. I had a buddy, uh, his dad had, uh, was a big heavy drinker. Obviously his liver was shot and he was five years on the waiting list and they waited till he was literally almost dead. They replaced it. Then he got 10 more years out of life. Thank goodness. And, um, there he was. So there is a waiting list. Okay. Yeah. So it is true. Cause my buddy broke his leg and then they seriously were, he was on a waiting list to get it. Fixed. There's a waiting list. There's okay. no doubt. Now, if you're sick, uh, I've seen a few articles on people that are sick. And if you don't have the vaccine, you're not getting the transplant. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. That's a, that's another thing that's breaking it. That's Guy with a, a kidney. Yeah, all that stuff. That's yeah. a real thing. Real thing. Um, Let's get back to my history, but yeah. I'll tell you, I was in the hospital, unfortunately, two weeks ago with more heart problems, went to the University of Utah, went in there. I know this is personal, but I think people like personal stuff. University of Utah is having the same symptoms. And I walked in and I said, hey, I'm having the same symptoms with my last heart attack. Uh, something's wrong with me. They rolled me in. Four hours later, a nurse comes in after six other people have come in and they're like, 
uh, you need to just, we're done. You need to go book an appointment and do a stress test. And, uh, you know, that's it. And I said, where's the cardiologist? He's not coming in. I'm like, they kicked me out. And it's because of the conversation I had about no COVID. I mean, no, no jab, no shot, no some of that. They are so strict on the vaccine there wow. that I believe that part of it is they don't want to treat you. They just don't want to treat you. I, it's so fascinating why they don't. And here's why I know that, Jess. I drove down the street, called the other hospital where yeah. I had my first heart attack. Yeah. Come right in, Mr. North. We'll take care of you. Really? So University of Utah is very quirky about this. Okay. Well, they, they're, probably, they're probably getting government-funded money, right? Aren't they getting money? Oh, they're, just, they're a nightmare. So who I am and where I come from. Yeah. What started? Um, I woke up when I woke up when uh, our church group has a, a Facebook page locally, mm-hmm. and someone posted "Black Lives Matter" has tagged our streets and cars. Mm-hmm. And I live in in a fairly decent neighborhood in Utah, yeah. as most of them are. And uh, I went outside, and sure enough, Black Lives Matter had tagged all the sewer drains, the stop signs, and believe it or not, a guy's car, and he had a banner on a sign that says "I hate Trump." And they still tagged his car with spray paint. Unbelievable. So me and my boys went out, got some acid, and we spent all morning scrubbing the streets, the stop signs. Couldn't do the guy's car. Not much I can do about that. And I'm like, no way. That's just ridiculous. I think the next day, Ken Dudley, and Ken Dudley's a friend of ours, uh, Black Lives Matter went and rioted downtown Provo, Utah. They shot Ken Dudley through his uh, van as he was trying to escape and get away. Got him up through the arm and the shoulder. He lived. And I reached out to some of my, uh, the vets I know and some of the people. I'm like, not on our watch. We're not going to let this crap happen. Yeah. So we uh, suited and booted and put our gear on. And uh, next time we heard Black Lives Matter, 300 of us downtown in Cottonwood Heights. So when they decided to go to Cottonwood Heights, we all loaded up and we got armed and we stood between Black Lives Matter and the building. Really? Next time it happened in West West Jordan, West Valley, we went down there, Salt Lake City. So every time Black Lives Matter and Tifa went out, we went out, ready to defend small businesses, people, and our police officers. Were you guys all armed? You, you guys uh, open you carry there? We do. Oh, all right. So uh, when you guys went out there, what happened? What was it? Just a standoff, or they left, or what happened? Um, they're very vocal. We've seen how vocal they are. Yeah. Um, there was a few instances, no uh, guns discharged of any kind, but it gets physical sometimes. It gets a little weird sometimes, but we don't, we don't stand by and let people desecrate buildings and religious buildings and people and small businesses. I'm not, we're not going to have it. We're done with that. Right. It, it's just not going to happen. So then DC and it kind of slowed down. They kind of went away. The president of uh, Black Lives Matter in Utah moved. Someone else went in and they've just been very silent lately, which is good. And we contributed some of it to us being there because every time they went out, they were like, oh, well, we can't do much. Right. Uh, we're here. Right. Um, so now we do. We morphed into other things, you know, fundraisers. An officer got shot uh, last last year, shot in the eye uh, in Salt Lake City and just little things. We do fundraisers, uh, red, white, and blue barbecues, and we do just stuff. We help people. We fought critical race theory when it was going through the schools, trying to be pushed. Um, a lot of different things we're out there doing. So that's what we're doing now. Okay, but let's go back to you waking up. That was what started it, right? The yeah. BLM tagging. Was that during 
But that was during Obama's year. Was that during Obama's years or during Trump? No, oh. I've been only doing this. Uh, this or was this was uh, before the election. What was this? This was not last year, but the year before. Okay, so this is recent. This is. Yeah. Well, did you vote for Trump in 2016? Did I vote for Trump in 2016? That's a silly question. Well, Come on. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people woke up during 2014, 15. You know what I'm saying? Like getting on, yeah. starting to get out there, and yeah, we we voted for Trump. Today. Okay, all right, we just <laughs> we had we probably had without exaggeration twenty plus Trump caravans and rallies. Okay, all right, we've so, done plenty of them. So there was always that was always going on. Okay. Always there, you bet. Okay, now now what about uh, with your family? Did your family was your family care for Trump, or were they on the other side, or did you have any family members that disown you now, and uh, because you're a Trump supporter, or um, the answer is no. I mean, I don't, uh, and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I'm very comfortable with who I am. Um, I, I don't, I think in my family, um, no, I don't have any of my family that go, we're not coming over because of that. I have no family that says you're not vaccinated. You're not coming over. I don't have any of that in my home. Okay. At all. Well, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm blessed that way. A lot of people have problems and you know, my heart goes out to the people that haven't been able to see their grandkids or their kids sometimes or something like that because they're not vaccine. That's happening. It happens in our group sometimes that there's some people that I've seen my grandkids in a year and a half. Wow. It's sad. Do you know anyone that got hurt from the vaccine? Yeah. My aunt uh, was uh, struggling with cancer. She, uh, she was doing well. They went to put her in a hospice and they said, you can't come in unless you're vaccine vaccine two days later. Dead. She, got, um, she got vaccinated and then died two days later. And then uh, my, uh, my stepson, his wife's family, they got vaccine and they got blood clots within 48 hours and they've been struggling with blood clots. So I can go on. There's plenty of people within my extended family that went and got vaccine yeah. out of their jobs or whatever it was. And they got very ill. I mean, even you, you're at a high risk if you get it, right? If you got the vaccine. Huge high risk. Yeah. The heart thing. Yeah. Even my surgeon last week said, uh, I wouldn't get that if I were you. Not that I would. Right. But he says, it's, you know, you're too high risk. Has this has this whole thing affected you personally, like with work or doing anything, not being vaccinated? Now you can't travel? Like, is there? No. Um, well, um, I got a great employer, so I, I don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, traveling, stuff like that. I mean, this vaccine, is, the forceful vaccine and the, and the masks are probably more irritating than they are cumbersome in some ways right yeah i mean costco you walk into costco up until recently and they just wouldn't let you in and now they're enforcing the concealed carry weapons they've got some rule that you can't carry your gun in there so if it's somewhat exposed they kick you out they're a real pain in the ass those guys sometimes. yeah I, I was just in costco today and she saw my shirt i was wearing this shirt and she, I don't know if she didn't like it, but she gave me a hard time because I said, listen, I'm like, I need these two orders separate because I, me and my wife, you know, we, we do our separate stuff and she wants to pay for herself, whatever. So we had two separate orders. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I can't, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been coming to Costco for so long and you always like separate our orders if I had two orders or if I'm, you know, getting other stuff for someone. They gave me a hard time. She gave me a whole like look at the, at the shirt. And you could totally tell she was a, a, a libtard for sure. But sure. it is just triggering just the word patriots, I think, or even the red, white, and oh, blue. Yeah, patriots. I mean, so twice now in the last 12 months, I've come to Costco, hopped out of my truck, and immediately someone in the parking lot that works there approaches me. 
Really? Always approach. Yeah. So once I got out and I carry my gun, obviously every day and twice on Sunday and they saw it kind of on the side and they're like, uh, you can't go in there. I'm like, what do you mean you can't go in there? You have a concealed weapons permit. You have a concealed gun. I'm like, well, it's concealed. Yeah, but I can see the bump. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? So I walked in anyways, and my shirt was over it. And I walked to the back, we're shopping, and someone tapped me on the shoulder. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm the manager. I understand you've got a gun and blah, blah. I said, well, you can't sit. Yeah, but we know you have it. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I said, I have a right to shop here. Is there a rule for Costco? Costco, you signed that contract, and because they're a backies corporation and a liberal back there, they weren't allowed guns in there. Okay. Anywhere. Is that a, is that is there a sign on the front now that says no? No, it's on your contract when you sign for your membership. Okay, so you are technically breaking the law, right? You think about it. That's not a law. It's not a law. Government didn't make it. It's a store rule. Okay, I not just I just took my class. So I just I got my carry. I'm working on my. Okay. Carry conceal, so I'm learning all these little things here. Now, can you open carry? Obviously, you can open carry in your state. Could you walk anywhere in the state? You can open carry now. That's the only thing Governor Cox did right. He just signed a bill that uh, it's it's a constitutional right to open to carry now without your concealed weapons permit. Right, which is great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm learning the whole conceal thing, and yeah, and if there's a sign on the store, you can't bring it in. It's their well, yeah. I, it's their private business. I'm just saying, I don't know. You, I guess you can get in trouble if they call yeah, it. But it's concealed. I, Nobody knows you have it. Well, and if a bad guy comes in and you save the day, you think they're going to sue you? You think uh, they're going to put you in jail? Probably, right? Well, you'll go to jail. But, I learned well, that. Well, you know what? I'd rather be, I don't want to be a victim. That's why I, I never want to be a victim. Got it. So if I see a, my movie theater says no weapons. Yeah. Do you think I go to the movie theater without my gun? I guess you that's do. a that's a redundant question. So you do? Yeah. Oh, all right. So you're saying I should do that too? Is that what I didn't saying? say that. Right. I'm just trying to give you an example. <laughs> okay. With the whole carrying and concealing, <laughs> um, what's a good gun to carry? Oh man, you know what? If anyone asks me that, I say spend the time and the money, go down to the gun range rent three or four and see what's a good feel for you. I think any good gun guy is going to tell you the same thing. The SIGs? You like the uh, SIGs? Some people love SIG. Uh, some people like FN 5.7. Some people like... Uh, Glock. Glock. Yeah, my son's a Glock guy. So it just depends what you like to shoot. And what Some guys have big hands. Trump's got a smaller hand, so he might have a, a small SIG. Who knows? You know, We don't know right. what they carry. Okay. So... Um, you know, just get something with good stopping power, something you can control, doesn't jerk heavy, and mm -hmm. uh, something that's comfortable for you. Because I know one, they, they were telling us in their class, like, once you pull out that gun, you got to shoot it. You can't just brandish it. What is it called? Brandishing? Yeah, bra yeah, you, you, uh, sure. You, uh, you got to, you never pull your weapon unless you're willing to use it. Right. You can't just pull it out and be like, hey, back away. No, that's brandishing. You, you, you're going to get in some serious trouble. Yeah, but that could stop from someone dying, I would think. But, hey, you better back away. Okay, well, now you're getting the semantics of the situation. Oh. If right. I'm walking through Walmart and some guy's pissing me off and I just go, hey, you know, you mother ever got there? Oh, yeah. That's you got a problem. But if some guy is, if your life's in danger and you pull it out and you say, stop or shoot, yeah. that's different. Okay. That, that's a different scenario. 
Okay. All right. All right. That's, the, the charges coming against you might be the same, but your defense is different, right? One is a straight up brandish. And I'm not an officer, but one's a straight up brandish. Yeah. And the other is a defense situation. Okay. All right. I say talk to a police officer. Yeah, I know. Well, my teacher was a police officer. So yeah, okay. I think you're right. Um, so let's go back to this, what's going on in this world. Um, you got the vaccines being forced down our throats. They're forcing us to put a diaper on our face. Uh, we're losing our rights. Um, do you think, I mean, we go down the conspiracy world. We go down the whole, you know, this is a spiritual war. Um, this is the new world order. Great reset, blah, blah, blah. Do you buy into it? Buy into a, any of that? I do. Yeah. I do. And I, I wouldn't call buying into it. I have a true belief that this is a spiritual war. Okay. And that it was, we knew it was coming. I think the difference is that we have a choice to either stand up and fight or it's just going to happen. Now, I think in the end, we're going to win no matter what. God will win in the end, regardless. But I think it's our responsibility to fight and prolong God's coming. That's the goal. That's my mind anyway. Okay. I think I can prolong God to come by this is the United States was given to us as a gift. It's our job to protect it. Yeah. It's found take care it. of it. Yeah. Love it. And the more it gets corrupt, the sooner that coming will happen. That's my belief. Do you feel like we're being ran by criminals right now? Or 100%. Around the world? 100%. You know, my biggest thing is we're, we're big uh, abolitionists. Uh, we work, uh, we do fundraisers as well with uh, Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard's group. Okay. And Jason Cisneros, he, he does a lot of uh, child sex trafficking, uh, um, you know, rescuing of kids. And um, uh, some of our uh, buddies of ours with UCA were down at the border uh, this past week with Mike Lee and a few others. And uh, the atrocities that are happening at the border are real. If anyone thinks it's not happening, we have personal hand witnesses on, uh, th that I'm friends with that were down there and they heard <laughs> to describe it would just make you sick. But the border patrols were like, okay, everyone be silent and listen. And you heard women being raped and screaming and children just across the river um, because either they didn't pay their money properly or the coyotes are doing this or the cartels doing that. It's atrocious. And I'm so offended and pissed off at our federal government for not doing shit. Well, they, they might, they're probably part of the problem. That's the biggest problem. Are you Child sex trafficking is the biggest. There, there's more kids in in slavery today than there ever have been in all of history. That's insane. But people don't believe it. I know. People don't believe it. It's it 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 should bring tears to your eyes to if you've got kids, you should be irate. You but, know? Yeah. And I've got six children. I mean, I, I get really emotional when I think about what these pigs do. Because children are renewable resources, the problem, as sick as that sounds. You do a shot of heroin, you do cocaine, you do something, you get high, it's over, got to go buy it again. Children, though, can be raped and used 20 times a day. A day. Yeah. It's sickening. In years. And, and our government, local and federal, their overreach is way too much. 
but also in the same token, their underreach or their non-reach is non-existent for things like this. They won't even recognize sex slavery. They do nothing about it. Well, we think there's a lot of dirty agents down there. There's a lot of, uh, we have a lot of people on our side are helping the cartel, making money and doing the Great. That's, then you need to, that's a you huge need to problem. Call, you need to call Utah Patriots. You need to call these other guys I know. I could corral a hundred guys in a day that are willing to boots on, straps on, and go to the border and protect it ourselves if we need to. Well, you just need to give us a call. We got people. There are people, not just in Utah. I'm telling you, there are retired guys out there and gals that would put their stuff on and immediately go protect their border. But that's where um, we are. Yeah. That's where we need now. I mean, this yeah. is this is a problem. This is what this whole movement's about is everyone getting involved. Like you guys are getting involved with the local stuff in Utah. It's about everyone needs to just start. We need to start weeding out these companies. Like we know all the three letter agencies are almost pretty much corrupt. Yeah. Uh, you know, and some of these Congress people, Republicans are corrupt. Um, it's we, the Patriots, we, the people need to take, back, people. take back California or take back America. Yeah. Yeah, something needs to be done. And and it's just like this. I think we've it's it's, it's this volcano has gotten it's like a pimple that's ready to erupt, yeah. man. And the Canadians had had enough. Yeah. I mean, 15 or 16,000 had been fired from the jobs because they didn't get vaccines that were sitting around. Someone funded that. That's how this happened. So I work and communicate with Lee Dundas, who's a very high powered attorney out of uh, California, human rights attorney. So she's been working really heavily with the Canadians and the U.S. border up there, Coots border and Alberta stuff, getting all of these convoys going, right? So I talked to her just so I don't overstep my bounds on our convoy and other convoys that are going on. And she fills me in on what's going on. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's heartwarming to see what the Canadians are doing. Yeah. Canadians have done more for the U.S. than we've done for ourselves in the last week i know i i was seeing this like when is the america uh truck parade gonna go great question so they get a little issue with that and here's what i understand is going to dc is a big problem right yeah that's if you go now on your own you're shooting fish in a barrel you're gonna have a real problem really why okay so hypothetically a convoy comes from california alone yeah. to dc without Which and there's only 100 trucks uh, yeah big difference between going to dc organized with fifty thousand trucks right right so lee dunnis is creating that and trying to do that but at the same time some people have reached out to me in oregon and california this morning going hey we're seeing you doing a convoy do you want to join up with us we're going to california i'm like well are you connected with the bigger portion of us no we don't know what they're doing that's the problem the fractionalization of all this yeah. is where you get into trouble. The Canadians did it right. They did it right. But what, maybe if everyone just agreed on one day to get there and then all these little, you know, routes, everyone's going, that could work. Yeah. I, I think people are throwing suggestions like that, but yeah. uh, they want to see how the outcome is of the Canadian situation, right? The outcome. We've seen things like, uh, BLM and Antifa and other people blocking the roads in Canada, putting uh, nails. nails on there. You've seen those videos, stuff like that. Yeah. I saw a video this morning of the Canadians at Coots border, the police trying to block the road. Trucks and tractors just went right around it. And the cops did nothing. They're just kind of there because they're told to go there. Right. But they have no desire to enforce anything. Most of them 
are sick of it too. Yeah. Most of them are. Even here in Utah, you know, most officers I talk to, they're just like, good work, Kish. Keep it up. Do what you got to do. You know, I got a call from uh, Salt Lake City yesterday and to another police department. They're like, hey, we can't tell you what side we're on, but, uh, you know. I don't understand that. Why can't all the police officers just get together and be like, all right, that's it. We're taking this town back. You know, we're going to get rid of the sheriff. We're going to get rid of the mayor. Or, I mean, we're not going to, you know, hurt them, but we're just, that's it. We're going to start over and we're going to make a press conference saying, hey, that's it. We're going to have a new election and uh, we're taking this town back. Why haven't that, why hasn't that happened? I know a lot of people want that to happen, especially with the White House. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can only hypothecate that, you know, if I'm a 35 year old police officer with a wife and three kids, and yeah. I'm only 10 years into my tenureship, but that big risk. A big risk. That's a problem, right? They're kind of caught. But at some point in time, officers are going to have to make a decision. Constitutional or my job, right? My employer may or may not all, or am I going to protect the people? They swore on this constitution here. Well, that's the problem. The problem is like I watched a video that Trudeau said, basically Trudeau said, I don't care what the laws are. I'm going to break them anyways, because we're the majority. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're the majority, asshole. We're the majority. Well, and can't. not that I'm in Canada, but even in America, we're the majority. What's it take? Three and a half percent? We did this once with the British, three and a half percent, man. A lot of people think they're the majority because they control the mainstream media. They control yes. everything. Yeah, but look what they're doing. They go to Hamilton, Ottawa, Hamilton area. Ottawa, sorry, Hamilton's another city. They go to Ottawa. You can't move. They can't do anything. There's no government's going to happen this week in Ottawa. There's nothing going on. So and these truckers are loaded up with porta potties and food and gasoline and people are trucking the Amish are in there, the Mennonites, the Hutterites. I mean, these people have the capacity to sit. What do you think is going to happen in Ottawa? You think blood will be shed? You think, I think, I think that Trudeau is, uh, I grew up in Canada when his dad was prime minister. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think it was any different. He he was a, a player. He messed around with Hollywood women. I remember that as a kid, Ed Broadbent was in there and, and it was no different. Do you I, think, I think Tr- his pride will th- let him fall. Do you think Trudeau is related to Castro? <laughs> I keep I seeing that picture of Trudeau and Castro. You know what? What's it matter? Okay. He's, he's shown his colors. We know who he is. His yeah. character is flawed. He's running because he thinks people are after him. No, they just want him to step down and let someone else get in there. Even the old, their own PMs are standing up in their own meetings. I saw, and they're like, "Yeah, Trudeau, buzz off." You, what did what she say? She goes, "You've more, you've worn more black faces than black people, or something." Yeah, she said, yeah. <laughs> "It was crazy, right?" Yeah, and she's like, "Go, go talk to them." Do you do you feel like he'll go talk to them, or you think he'll wait them all out? I think his pride. I think he's too prideful. Yeah, I can't see him stepping down. I can't see him, but he's no different. He wrote, as I said, at the beginning of this interview was. He used his dad's name to get into office. Right. I remember that. People do it here too. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Okay. I mean, a lot of people think uh, we're at that point where we need to, you know, start shedding some blood. We're like, we need to go to war or really throw these people right out. Because yeah, I don't think we're, I think, I, I don't think we're at the uh, blood and war time yet. No. I okay. think, I, I think, I mean, in Canada, the voice of the people is speaking with 100,000 truckers or whatever the number is, right? Some people right. say 400,000, 50,000, whatever it is, it's a hell of a lot, right? Yeah. 
if every state could do what we just started and go to every major government office or somewhere and do a convoy that creates 500, 1,000, 3,000 vehicles and do it, it might start waking up your local governments and making some change. Yeah. But it has to start locally. You can't go to the federal. you got to start locally. We need to make the change in here because the people here go change. Right. Watch it. Right. We but, need to change here. And it's going to stop the supply chain. It's going to. Oh, st- yeah. You, you better go get your get stuff, this- guys. You have to go get your stuff. This is the supply chain out of Canada. And Is it bad? Uh, you're you're going to have a problem down here. Do you're they? Have a problem. Oh, yeah, because they can't even cross the border unless they're vaccinated, correct? Talk to a lot of, yeah, if you're not vaccinated, you cannot come back to that's a Biden that you cannot come here if you're not vaccinated, right? Okay, so yep. with, with them, okay, so we're losing supplies from Canada right now. Is Canada yep. having a problem, do you think, with filling their stores because these trucks are in this convoy? 100%. This isn't going to just stick, to, yes, between Canada and the U.S., you're going to have a supply problem. Okay, so we're going to have a supply problem probably within the month this month. It's a ripple effect. I, I I don't know, but you're already seeing it. You're seeing a cost. Yeah. Increase a lot of stuff. Costco dog, is raising all their prices. Oh yeah. My dog food at Walmart was 1950 yeah. six months ago, yeah. 26 bucks now. <sighs> it's such, so it's I just got rid of my dogs. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but so, it is bad. It's that bad. Inflation is that bad right now. And the problem is, our incomes aren't increasing accordingly. No, people are losing their jobs too. People are losing their job. People lost their job. What's what's really sad, Jess, is that people were forced to get the vax, and just as they got the vax, they dropped it. They're like, okay, we don't. But you look at Carhartt. Carhartt's a big manufacturer of clothing. Yeah, it's big in Utah because of the country place. Yeah, they're still demanding that their people all get shots. Well, they'll be getting a visit from Utah Patriots and all our people shortly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to stand for that. Are you kidding me? Hmm. So, I mean, if that's that's do you that's something that other states should be doing is getting a group together. You know, California Patriots, whatever Utah, North Carolina Patriots, whatever. They should get together and go. You think they should go to these places and just protest outside the building, like? Are you guys going to be? I <laughs> when Mass first came in, we got a group together and we walked through Harmons, which is like Loblaws in Canada or Ralph's or something like that. Yeah. And we walked through there and the news media showed up and people were yelling at us to get out. And I think there was like 25 or 30 of us. And we're just like, boom. Now I got people that do it on their own. I get videos. They're like, we go into a store, except until the mass mandate, and we'll fill our cart full of goods. Right. And when we go to check out, we're like, oh, damn, I just want to check out that. Well, no, that you can, like, I remember we went to Costco <laughs> and in California and uh, we went in there and we had, we started filling our carts and uh, my one buddy, you know, we all started taking our masks off slowly and he started uh, yelling at everybody, say, take your mask off everyone. And then they started kicking us out and we just had to leave our carts because they wouldn't cash us out. So Big problem for them. Yeah, well, thank goodness you got self-checkout. To say, I don't need you guys. Oh. Keep your six feet. That's right. I'll go through self-checkout. So my little boy, he was 13 last year. He'd walk into the store. Yeah. And they would harass him. And he turned and he goes, you know what? I'm 13. What are you, a pedophile? Leave me alone. Ooh. I'm minding my own business. And he walked through that store. I was so proud of him. 
it was so bold. But I want to say another problem that's going on in our schools is this critical race theory. Okay. Critical race theory is um, people say it's non-existent, right? Our schools are saying, well, it's not being put into your schools. I give you two examples, and this is important to your listeners, and I think across the country. My son came home. I mean, uh, I guess how, how uh, what words can I cannot use on this show? Let me ask you that question. Uh, we're on our own platform, and uh, we can say whatever we want. Great. You'll love this. So he brings a book home, and he's reading, and it says, to increase their yin, they drink goblets of menstrual blood. They weave flags from their pubic hair and fly over their buildings, end quote. Wait, what was this? Eighth grade language yeah. arts class. And this is a book that they're reading? A yes. book, yeah, a book this class was reading. And, it's, and later I found out through my group, it's a communist book, believe it or not. It's called Boxers. So I hear that. Man, I drove down to that school the next day and I sit in front of that vice principal and counselor. And I'm like, please read this. So she reads it. And I said, no, out loud. Yeah. So she didn't read it out loud. I said, let me read it to you out loud because she has pictures of her girls behind her. So I read it out loud. Are you not embarrassed? She goes, yeah, well, that comes up from the school board. I say, but it's in your school. It's in your library. Right. So I spent some time ripping her a new one. And she goes, what do you want to do? I said, I want to see every book my kid has to read for the next year. Yeah. Okay. She sends me that list. Just listen to this. Nine books. Eight of them. Malcolm X, Black Lives Matter, civil rights, all about that time frame. Right. And I'm like, I'm back down at the school again. Oh, hi, Mr. North. Yeah, well, you're getting to know me now, aren't you? I said, I got a problem. What is it? I said, well, my Mexican wife seems to have a problem with all the books that are about the Blacks. I said, what about the Irish? What about the Canadians? What about the Mexicans? What about the Treaty of Guadalupe in California? Do you know what that is, I said? Uh, no. I said, well, you should read about what the Treaty of Guadalupe is. It's how America got the land from Mexico. I said, so why are we focusing on one group of people and not all people? I said, this is what critical race theory is. You're indoctrinating our kids. Well, no, we're not. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So just a quick story about critical race theory. They say they're not doing it. They're doing it. Parents, find out what books your kids are reading. You got to know what your kids are reading. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you, um, did that end it? Did they throw those books out? Did you fix the problem? No, I have to go above their head to the uh, county. Really? Yeah. Oh. They just shrug, they hand ring. Oh, well, it's part of the curriculum. I'm like, who does the curriculum? What, above you. Okay, what do you. I'll go above you. How, what do you think it does to the children with uh, CRT? What do you think it does to them? I think it's how it's taught is the problem, how it's taught. I believe in teaching history, right? accurate history. What I don't believe is putting your own personal spin on it. And that's hard to do as a teacher because teachers have their own opinions, right? right? Yeah. They just do. But I have, a, I have a senior and I have an eighth grader. So I hear all kinds of stories, right? I heard one that a substitute came in the other day to my one senior's class and he goes, she goes, hey, hey, I just thought I'd let you know I'll be here for the week because so-and-so sick um, and I'm a liberal. So God was, I'm a liberal and I'll try not to put my liberal ways around you, but it'll come out sometime. She said, my son, my son's very vocal. So he had a few words to say. And she puts, she says, how many of you have been to rallies? My son raised him. Which one? Trump. That's what she said. 
he said, so, uh, you know, my kids are uh, kind of uh, outcasts about that, but they're bold, they're strong, and they stand up for their rights. Oh, tell me, did you, did you, uh, did your kids get homeschooled or not homeschooled, but did they go through the whole Zoom thing with the classes in the beginning of the pandemic? Yep. And did you, is that, because that's where a lot of this CRT was exposed, that teachers or parents were listening in on their kids' classes, and that's how it all got exposed. Yep. But is yep. that is I, that is that how you? Well, that you just saw the book from home. Did you, what, did you discover it during those Zoom things? Yeah, or? but when it first started, I discovered a uh, same thing. It came out on um, a gun article. So she gave uh, my older son an article uh, that he had to do on uh, guns and Second Amendment, mm-hmm. and the article was really swayed to the left about why guns are bad and Second Amendment bad. So he called me up emergency. He's on a Zoom call. I'm like, hey, what's up? In front of Mo is eating. And he goes, I got a problem. I'm at school on Zoom. I'm at Zoom doing my schoolwork. And they have this article. He's telling me what the article is about. And they want me to do this um, anti-gun article. Mm-hmm. And we've got a few guns, right? So he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, ask her this. So I walked him through on what to say. Yeah. Wow, some of the students were like, shut up, and you can't do that. And the teacher goes, what's the problem? He goes, this article is biased against Second Amendment and guns. I'm going to get a bad grade no matter what. Mm-hmm. I said, he said, how else can I do it? That was the counselor gave. She goes, well, you can pick any article on 2A and write your own article. He's still got a C. <laughs> and I helped him write it. So either we're dumb or it's, uh, you know, (laughs) the arch is not good in the school. So, yeah, it's in, whether it's guns, whether anything to do with the right. I I walked into school this year and I walked in one of my kids' classrooms and the American flag was rolled up on the bar up top. Really? So I walked in and she's like, hi, Mr. Mr. North. I said, hi. I said, oh, let me fix your flag for you. So I I rolled the flag. My kid's getting a D in that class. (laughs) Do they have like the pride flag? In the class or BLM um, flag? No, but they have Black Lives Matter logos. And they have also rainbow flags on the, the counselor's doors. Really? So that, uh, and I said something about that. And they said, well, that's so that the gay people and the trans people know that it's a safe place for them do to you, go communicate. Do you, re, do you feel like this whole... Do you feel like there's more gays and more transgender people because of something in our water or something that's going on as far as pharmaceutical or something that's changing people that seems like it's being more popular or is it just the way people are now saying, okay, it's accepted. Now we need to teach about it and say, Hey, it's okay to pick your gender or is it something that's doing it to our children? Man, we could go on for hours on this, man. Um, If my wife was here, she'd think it's something that's being put into our system somehow, some way. There's a lot of people that believe in chemtrails. I never did. I believe in chemtrails. Okay. Uh, Being in California for 20 years, hell yeah, there's chemtrails everywhere. They're all over in Utah now. Do you think in California that's why they have perfect weather? Because of the chemtrails? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of focus on things that affect me and that really doesn't affect me, but the chemtrails affect me. Right. I mean, chemtrails affect you. Um, There's some things, I mean, look at the shots we've been getting since we were kids. Right. Right. And they haven't been able to solve SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Right. Yeah. 
person at your back and your stomach. Well, maybe these shots have something to do with SIDS. I, I know plenty of families in our group that have never given their kids any shot and, and kids are since birth. And, and they're a, perfectly fine. That's what we so, need to encourage. Yeah. So back to that. So my son was in school. So he came home and just last month and he goes, um, I got a problem. I'm like, what is it? He goes, well, some girl walked by me and her shirt said, trans lives matter. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he goes, I looked at her and said, no, all lives matter. Well, he, they blew him up on social media so bad. It was unbelievable. So um, it's interesting about your comment about that. I think because um, the LGBT3Q++ community right. sure is sense. pushing their narrative so much, they want to make it okay. They want to make it okay. I mean, my son and I were shopping last night. And he found a shirt that said dope on it, D-O-P-E. Okay. Well, he goes, can I get it? And I'm like, no. I go, why? Because dope means heroin. Okay. And he goes, no, it doesn't. It means dope. It's cool. I said, well, not in my day. Right. (laughs) So my mind goes to what dope used to be, right? What it is. And his mind's going here. So I bring that up because what we think is different than what the young people think today in society, right? Right. It's hard to wrap our heads around this stuff. You know, 57, I grew up in an era where you know, there wasn't a ton of gay people. It wasn't like, I didn't see that stuff in the 70s, right? right. You just didn't see it all, much of it, right? Uh, just in the 80s, you saw that the, the gay movement was coming out, but then AIDS came out and the big scare came out and all that stuff came out. So I grew up in a different era than a lot of these young kids, right? So my mind's taken some training, some some uh, change. I've had to change, right, to to, to what the new, new world is. It's new world order, right? It's different. Yeah. It's different, but I think we're getting pushed by chemtrails. Yeah. What's put in our food? I think our food is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree on that. The processed food, what they put into it, what they'll allow into it. I think that all has something to do with. But we're in Utah, and I, I've never met more. If you took a two hundred kids here, I find there's a lot of dysfunction in children at a young age here in Utah compared to other places I've been. Yeah. I, I mean, I, what about vaccines? Don't you think vaccines from when they were born all the way till now, maybe that has affected them? Autism, all kinds of stuff here. Right. All kinds of different stuff. So I think a lot, we haven't even seen what's going to happen with this vaccine, Jess. I know. This vaccine. I mean, it's already killing I bet, people. I bet you're going to have depopulation in kids. You're going to have more uh, Down syndrome. You're going to have all kinds of stuff from what's going on with women's uh you know, reproduction systems. Yep. They haven't even tested that. They haven't come out with that. No. They haven't. No. I mean, a lot of people feel that this this new vaccine is going to trigger anything weak in your body. So if you have already have an issue with something, it's going to multiply it and make it worse. So if you like so, your, if your heart, you know, it's going to make your heart worse. Or if you have this, yeah. it's going to make that worse. Or it's just going to kill you straight up. Well, I've heard some of your, uh, your comments when you're speaking about conspiracies and stuff. Yeah. Some of them... All our conspiracies on the right true. have come true. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, I sold something the other day. The guy came to my house and he's out there. I'm like, what do you do for work? And he goes, I design and sell product for the radar systems on light poles as you're coming by. Okay. So as you're coming up to a light, 
It shoots out 500 feet, calibrates how fast you're going, and it triggers the light to go red or amber and how long it's going to stay amber. He does all that stuff. Oh. God, that's really cool stuff. Nice hearing that goes. I said, well, how's that going? I said, what's the other box? He goes, it's 5G. Right. I'm like, oh. He goes, that's the problem. When they flipped the switch on 5G, it screwed up all our radar systems. Okay. So they now have to go in and put some foil thing over top of it to stop the 5G. And I just, out of the blue, because I'd seen an article, I said, well, what do you think about 5G affecting people that had the vaccine? And he goes, I believe it. Really? His exact thing was a big nod. I believe it. So that's the next thing that people are thinking that somehow 5G waves and yeah. people that have had vaccines, there might be a tie to it. I don't know. It is, this is what said. No, I've, we've been talking about that for since the beginning, 5G and the vaccines and uh, what it's going to trigger. And I was, I just had, I just had, a, I did a podcast yesterday and we were talking about how Dr. Emoto and his experiment of how frequency changes uh, water mo- molecules. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and basically, if the five G is sending out these frequencies or whatever it is, your ha- your body's eighty percent water. Yeah. So it's going to definitely change something in you. So it's definitely a fact that that's what it's going to do. But we don't know how powerful this five G and how far it goes or what it's really going to do, but there's a lot of conspiracy around it. And uh, there's a lot of people trying to burn these towers down. I see. I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call fact a conspiracy. You just laid it out perfectly that your body's 80% water fact. There's radio waves and ultra waves that go through and affects your body somehow, some way it just will. Right. Fact, not a conspiracy. The other thing is our phones. Right. That's uh, my Trump plate. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, so you've got your phone in your ear all the time. Yeah. Which is a problem. You've got these radio waves. You've got all the stuff going on. This stuff is not good. What's happening? But this is technology. This is the world we live in. The key is to learn how to live in this world. Yeah. You know, and how to navigate what's going on and how to survive what's going to about to happen. And what do you, I mean, we feel we've talked about it on the, on other shows about how we're going to go through some really rough times. I think in the coming few months, I don't know for how we're going to survive this another year with Biden. Uh, what do you feel? And uh, what are you guys thinking? Like, what do you think is going to happen in the future or in this next year with Biden? Well, some people just live day to day, right? Some people live month to month. Yeah. Some people look out a year. Some people look out two years. Um, so it depends whose eyes you're looking at. Do I think that uh, Camel Toe Harris is going to be removed in the Supreme Court and someone's going to slide in her spot and then Biden stepped down and then you got a real problem on your hands? Yeah, like hell. You know? uh, could that happen? Maybe. Um, could Biden disappear? Maybe him and uh, Trudeau are out having a fun time in the hot tub. I don't know, but I know that uh, I believe that you're going to have three to four interest rate hikes this year. That's going to be a problem. Okay. You know, that's going to affect a house, lot of things. Housing market. Housing market. You've got, uh, cause I deal with that on, on my job side and, uh, you've got, uh, what's called shadow inventory right now. They just pulled the moratorium in New York, California, 
Florida where um, renters didn't have to pay their rent for this whole time. Think about that. If I rented a place in these states, I didn't have to pay my rent. And you know who got screwed? The little investor that owned three or four homes. Right. He was screwed. He didn't get any money. Right. So what you have is a lot of defaulted mortgages, believe it or not, in invent, in a shadow inventory waiting to be foreclosed on. People don't know that's happening. It's there. You know, that whole, that whole thing where people weren't paying their mortgage or paying their rent, why yeah. didn't they, the person that owned the building, how come they didn't stop their payments on the bank side? Exactly, right? And then- it's not, Yeah, they didn't. The TARP money used to happen in 08 when that happened, but no one did. But the bank didn't forgive anything. That's the problem. Then the bank, if they forgave, the bank would have to go back to the feds and ask for money for there. That didn't, that whole streamline didn't happen. It kind of stopped at the investor side of stuff. So they got screwed. So you've got some uh, inventory that's going to hit the market. It's going to affect the housing market. So New York just pulled that, I think, in the last 60 days. I think the other states are doing the same thing. Uh, there's some caveats that if you were late before you hit COVID, you can foreclose. There's some rules within the CFPB came out with, but there's some problems that are going to happen. Food shortage, supply chain shortage. Canada's a big deal. We're really watching to see what's going to happen up there. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, U.S. is waiting to see if each state's going to wake up and make a ruckus right. and be heard. Yeah. My job, my goal is to be seen, to be heard, and to let Utah know, we the people, as Ken said, we the people run the state. You don't. You just vote into office to kind of help navigate a little bit. Right. But we are the ones doing the economy. We're the ones making the money and spending the money and buying the gas and buying the food and going out and eat and all that stuff. You need to listen to us. Yeah. Less not, less government. We're going to support good people and vote your ass out. Right. That's what everyone needs to do in every state. Tell me, brother, I know you're a Trump fan, and there's a big thing about the big split with Trump. Trump is endorsing the vaccine. Are you still a Trump fan, even though he's enforcing it, or do you think something else is going on with that? You know what? I'm a MAGA fan. Okay. I'm a Make America Great fan. Love it. So I liked Trump's policies. Yep. I like what he did. Um, I recognize he put his foot in his mouth a few times in his conversation. I get that. But I didn't vote for personality. I voted for policy. Okay. So we as Americans can vote for policy. Then I think we're going to get a a good precedent next time, no matter who it is. DeSantis, Trump, whoever it is. it, It doesn't matter. We'll just see what happens. Now, his stance on vaccines yeah. i'm not fond of right right but but what are what other stances don't you like about trump there isn't a lot you could say i haven't heard you talk about anything else you don't like him doing right i know i know but i'm the reason why i bring this up is because if we believe the jab is killing people and hurting people why would we support someone that is promoting that because two reasons one is and i put it in your chat yesterday is, i think he's playing a great game of chess oh 5d I think he is. I think he's playing a great game of chess. It's not time for him to come out and say that. I think it would create a huge stir. If he did it Here's right why. now, why? Uh, multiple reasons. I, my personal opinion is if he did that, he'd be going against that. He keeps saying, I created the vaccine. I was the one who started that. Right. Right. So it'd be a little bit of a conflict. Right. So, but if I take Trump as a whole and say, I don't like this one thing, there's so much more I like about it. Right. 
Do you say the same thing with Reagan? There's things people that like about Reagan or Bush one or Bush two or something like that, right? You can't like everything about your president. Right. But do you think Trump knows that something's wrong with the vaccine? 100%. He does. I don't, Trump's not a dumb guy. We just, we know that Trump's not, a smart guy. I know. He, he listens to people. He, he knows that people are getting hurt by it. He knows that. Um, this is just my opinion, right? So right. I think that he's just, keeping it close to the chest and he's probably going to wait for the time to come out. People think he's going to run. I don't think that's what he said. He goes, you'll be surprised, pleasantly happy with what's happening. Yeah. Do you think uh, no. JFK Jr. is alive? No. Okay. I'm just want to throw that. <laughs> no, I don't think Elvis is alive either. All right. I think uh, my buddy, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. Okay. I think, I think uh, those people are dead. A All prince. Right. Prince. He died too. Okay. All right. I just, I had to throw that in there. Some people are hoping that he uh, JFK comes in. That's anyway, a cute thing. That's a that's a cute. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. We're, we're taking down that right now. Yeah. We're, we're going through all the old posts and uh, we're discovering some gotcha. stuff. Gotcha. Um, so okay, back on Trump Trump train here. Um, sure. If Trump runs in twenty twenty four, obviously you vote for him. Uh, today I would. You bet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was there when Pence came out here. I've been part of that ever since that. I took my kids to see Pence yeah. in Salt Lake City. We did security up at the U when Pence came there and spoke up there. So uh, a big fan if he if he runs. Not it Pence. Currently. Not of Pence, right? No, but you know what I mean? Uh, the yeah. Trump situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So mega, mega man. Right? We're, we're mega people. But, you know, I don't focus on Trump right now. I'm focusing on the problems and deal with that we don't know what 2024 is going to bring we don't know if we're going to be here in 2024 dude i know Uh, tomorrow's not promised to me anyways with my health stuff but uh i'm gonna keep fighting every single day because i want to leave a better country to my kids and my grandkids that's what i'm doing yeah well there's a lot of fighting there's a lot of mess out there right now and a lot of there's a ton everything i and i think with trump with him coming into office he exposed everything in every little Thing we exposing the border, the postal service, the ships in the in the water, you know, the trains, people stealing packages at the trains. You know, he's exposing every little job, corporation, whatever, and it woke up a lot of people. And I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking about to bring that up, but Amen. I mean, that's what I like about him. He exposed everybody. Yeah. And people say, well, you didn't expose, you didn't show your tax returns. I don't need to see anyone's tax returns. That's the most ridiculous law in there to show a president's tax returns. What the hell do I need to see your tax returns for? Well, speaking of even tax returns, everyone wants to see like what he, his secret dealings are and how he didn't pay taxes. But every business owner out there is like trying to avoid taxes or trying to write off stuff. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know why they are a little hypocritical. When they come down to their taxes, they're like, all right, well, how many kids do we have? Let's write them all off for sure. <laughs> you know, it's like every little thing, a cell phone, this, that. It's like they're yeah. so hypocritical when they start saying, let's see his taxes. I mean, everyone's trying to avoid oh, yeah. taxes. But, you know, it, it, it is hypocritical. But when, when you don't like who's in office, you're going to attack everything. You're going to attack his dog, his daughter his sons you're gonna attack any way you can yeah you know what they don't like is that he he, he's actually one of us he reminds me of a true patriot and just a regular guy that's what trump reminds me of he's just some guy that speaks the truth yeah and some people don't like the truth no they don't 
No, they can't handle the truth because no. they're so brainwashed that uh, it hurts their brain. I appreciate you uh, wearing the Utah Patriots sweater. Man. Oh, is that? Yeah, of course. Of course. I got, let me uh, let me get everything on here. Right there, we go. <laughs> Uh, brother, tell me uh, where. Uh, tell me anything you want to say for you know closing out. Tell me if uh, where they can find you. Tell me uh, what's coming up, and anything. Any last words you want to say? Um, God bless America, man. And if you don't have God, you need to find Him because He's the only one that can get us through this. I challenge everyone to find a patriot group within your community. Find it. If you don't find it, start it like I did. It's easy to start. It does take work along the way, but create a group, um, do what's right, make changes that are needed because without we, the people will lose our country. Jess, I appreciate all you do, man. I really do. I appreciate the time. UtahPatriots.com. You can log on there. You can email us anytime. The events this Saturday, if you're, you know, you don't have a lot of followers in Utah, but you might now when my group starts watching so we're doing it the fifth. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to me. We have a Telegram chat for the um, for the convoy. So if you want to get into that chat quickly, and then you can ask me questions if you want to do it, because I can help you do your own convoy locally. It's called Utah Freedom Convoy 2022. Utah Freedom Convoy 2022. You can reach out to me. I'll help you create this. I can get you in touch with Lee Dundas. Lee Dundas is that attorney that's helping with the cross country. I can connect you with her. If you plan on, if you're part of a trucking union, independent truckers and want to join that, we can get that. We can help you get your position where you want. All right. Love it, brother. Thank you for coming on. Stay there. I'm going to close out the show and, uh, Thank you for coming on. Thank you, uh, everyone. Make sure you follow Utah Patriots on Instagram. Go to their website. And, oh, you, are you guys selling merch, right? Is this is this all this stuff for sale or no? It, it is, but I don't. That's not what we just do that to fund our, our stuff we do. But if they reach out to me, we can get them. We can sell them. So okay, we sure. got sweaters, hats, T-shirts. You got always be. I listen. I always support patriots that are selling patriotic stuff to fund this stuff because I know how hard it is to, you know, keep paying for gas to go to these protests, bringing things together, bringing food, water. Everything costs money. I get it. This is why this is good. This is why you should have this. This is great. I would promote the hell out of this stuff. I think every Utah person should buy one right now. Right. And support because that helps out a lot of people. And then plus it can make you actually do it full time if it, you know, eventually if it became a big thing, you know, and then you can really wake up more people because some of us have to work and then try to wake up people and it's kind of tough. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jess. Thank you, brother. Stay there. I will. uh, Thank you for coming on the show. All right, guys. That is it. We are. uh, That is the show. So uh, this is our first broadcast live. And, uh, and I just, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And remember guys, if you want to support Weber's Way, please do so. You can, you can go to the website, go to Weber's Way slash support, join up, support us because that is the only way we can keep going. So I just want to say thank you for everybody for being here today. We love you. And remember, Jesus is coming.